have one of those days where you feel like you've just gone off the rails? The road to losing weight and getting healthy is rarely a straight line. And the truth is that even if you're totally convinced that the low-carb lifestyle is something you want to stick to, there will be moments or days or even weeks where you fall back into old patterns. After all, old habits are hard to break. But what if I told you that's normal? Because the question isn't really whether you'll slip up or cheat or get off track sometimes, but what will you do to bounce back when that happens? When you go on vacation or spend a holiday with family or you just can't resist that delicious homemade apple pie at your favorite hometown diner. That's exactly what we're talking about today. And if you've struggled to stay on track this summer, then buckle up because this is the episode for you. Welcome to the Ditch the Carbs podcast, brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss and metabolic flexibility to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a very busy life. It's the perfect blend of insightful education, practical application, and good old-fashioned motivation. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Hey there, and welcome back to the Ditch the Carbs podcast. Once again, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I'm the founder of Thinlicious and the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. I am also a 40-something-year-old woman who knows exactly what it's like to struggle with your weight and with eating well and getting healthy. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, then you may at some point want to go back and listen to the episode where I share my own weight loss journey It's called The Simple Changes I Made to Lose 40 Pounds and Actually Keep It Off. Because then you'll just kind of have a better idea of where I've been and how I got to here. And trust me when I tell you that my own journey has definitely not always gone in a straight line. In fact, just this summer, I took a six-week cross-country vacation with my family that I (laughs) joked was my food tour of America because we seriously ate so much. I didn't so much fall off the wagon as I did abandon it completely the moment we left Florida. But you know what? As soon as I got back home, I got right back on track. Because over the past few years, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that a few setbacks don't have to completely derail me. I have stopped feeling guilty for those moments of indulgence and instead learned how to enjoy them in moderation. But that definitely wasn't always the case. I used to really beat myself up and use any slip up as an excuse to just give up. And that's why today I thought it might be helpful to talk about how to bounce back after a vacation or any sort of setback, whether it was a week of stress eating or just a moment or 10 of reverting back to your old unhealthy eating patterns. I want to talk about how you stop beating yourself up and instead get refocused on your new path because it really is a lifestyle, not a diet. But before we dive in, I do want to tell you real quick that if you are new to this podcast and to the low-carb lifestyle, then I would absolutely love to send you our free starter guide. It's called Flip the Switch, and it is super helpful for understanding a little bit of the science behind our program, basically how it works and why it works and why even if you've reached a certain age, it might feel like your metabolism has stopped working. You can grab it at Thinlicious.com. 
thinlicious.com slash guide. Once again, it is free and it is available at thinlicious.com slash guide. So go grab that. Okay. And then with that out of the way, let's talk about how to get back on the wagon after you've been derailed. Because the honest truth is that there are many moments in life where maintaining a low-carb lifestyle can feel incredibly challenging, whether it's being on vacation or just being around friends and family and not having total control of what's on the menu or just going through a stressful season of life when your guard is down and your resolve is sort of weakened and your emotions are high. I know that for me this summer, going back to my hometown to see all of our friends and family for the first time since before COVID, just the nostalgia factor of getting to go to all my favorite hometown restaurants was way too much to resist. I was not going to say no to my favorite homemade caramel apple pie at the Linden Dutch Bakery or a Monte Cristo sandwich at the Fairway Cafe or ice cream at the Edeline Dairy or literally the yummiest pizza ever at the North Fork Brewery. Those are all my favorite places, right? But vacations aren't the only moments that can test our resolve. I think anytime we get stressed out or we get really busy or we find ourselves in those situations that are totally outside of our control, it can be a challenge to make the right choice. And sometimes there aren't any good choices. And not only that, a lot of us have spent years turning to food as an emotional crutch. So even if you're totally convinced that the low-carb lifestyle is the way to go, old habits die hard. And sometimes it's just easier or more comforting to fall back into those old unhealthy patterns. And honestly, I think that's really the first key to being able to bounce back from any setback is to actually just recognize that they happen. It's normal. It's part of life. And it doesn't have to be the end of the world or the end of all your progress. But... I would say that also means that it's it's probably a good idea to be aware of your own potential triggers and the moments in your own life that have the most potential to derail you. Where and when are you most likely to fall off the wagon? What are the events and situations that you personally need to be particularly aware of? For me, I know that stress is definitely one of my triggers, right? When times get tough, I definitely have a tendency to turn to food for comfort. And I also know that when I'm around certain people, it can be harder for me to stay on track. If their default setting is to go out and totally indulge, then it can be really tough for me to say no. This was especially true when I went back home. There were just so many food-related memories associated with being in my hometown that were really hard for me to resist. So for some people, it might be being around family. Maybe it's your mother-in-law who's a food pusher and makes you feel really guilty if you don't eat everything that she makes. Or maybe it's that you just can't resist your grandmother's home cooking. For others, it could be certain favorite meals or little things like pasta or bread or potato chips that are your weakness. But knowing your own triggers is really important because It's just going to help you be more mindful of the choices that you have to make in those situations. And and let me clarify this because that doesn't mean that you won't still make the choice to indulge, right? In my case, I was a willing participant. I was very conscious of the fact that I was going to indulge and I was all for it. But when you make the choice, it goes from just being a failure to actually being a choice. And that's so important from a mindset perspective, because once you've made the choice to indulge, you can also make the choice to not let that indulgence be your downfall. You see the difference? So 
once you've kind of taken the time to think about what your own triggers are, I guess the next step is really to be aware of how to get back on track after you've indulged a little or a lot. Because honestly, the only thing worse than having a moment or 10 of weakness is using that as an excuse to completely give up. So here's what I've learned. First things first, you got to stop beating yourself up. You have to make the conscious choice to let go of the shame and the disappointment and the anger that you might feel towards yourself for any of the not so great choices you may have made. You have to consciously choose to not dwell in that shame spiral, right? That that old shame spiral of negativity that's so easy to slip back into and to not allow yourself to slip back into those old patterns of negative self-talk. You have to shut off that little voice in the back of your head that's saying all those same old things. You've ruined everything. You're never going to lose weight. You always do this. You're so weak. You're always going to be fat. What's the point? And I'm telling you right now, all of those things, it's a doom loop. It's one of the hardest patterns to break. So don't go there because it's so easy in those moments of weakness to slide back into that old pattern of self-sabotage and self-hatred, but that's only going to make you feel worse because it's not the fact that you indulged in something. It's one thing. It's two times, right? It's not the fact that you indulged. It's the fact that your mindset is allowing you to slip into this negative self-talk. And I also know that that's easier said than done, especially when all of that negative self-talk has been the voice on repeat in your head for however many years. But you have to keep reminding yourself over and over and over and over and over again that those thoughts are not serving you. They've never served you. Not only that, they're not true. Like I said, indulging on vacation or eating the foods that you would normally stay away from during moments of, of stress or during a busy season They don't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a failure. It makes you a human. And I guarantee that if you were talking to a friend or a family member in the exact same position who had done the exact same thing, you would have enough perspective to realize that life goes on. You'd say all sorts of encouraging things and reassure them that it's okay and they'll be fine and that the best thing that they could possibly do is try to get back on track. You certainly wouldn't tell them they're a failure and that they're worthless and weak and that you knew they'd screw up, not unless maybe you're a psychopath, in which case (laughs) I don't want to be your friend, right? But you know what I mean? We say the most horrible, horrific things to ourselves that we would never say to the people that we love. We wouldn't even think those things. So why are we doing it to ourselves? So instead, try practicing a little bit of self-compassion. Remind yourself of the truth that your journey to get healthy is too important to give up on and that it truly is a journey, which means it's totally normal to have bumps in the road. Give yourself some patience. Give yourself some understanding. Give yourself some kindness. All of those same things that you would give your best friend or maybe even an enemy. So start by taking control of your thoughts and stop beating yourself up. Because if you don't take care of that mental game first, then no matter what physical steps you take afterwards, they won't stick in the long run. So that's really the first step. We stop the dooms, the doom loop. Stop the negative self-talk. The second step then is to actually assess the damage and to get real with yourself about how much of a setback this really was. And honestly, this is going to be different for everyone, especially depending on how long you've been sticking to a low-carb plan, how long you've been thin adapted, as well as how big or how long this setback was for you. If it was like a one-time thing, probably no big deal. But the reality is that if you've been doing this for a while and 
before going on vacation or whatever happened, you were fully thin adapted and metabolically flexible, you'll probably find that the damage wasn't nearly as bad as you made it out to be in your head. Yes, the scale may read a few pounds higher than it did before, but most of that is probably just water weight, which will come right off again the moment that you start cutting out the carbs again. In my case, I have been fully thin adapted for more than two years, and basically I live my life in phase three, which is what we call maintenance mode. I've been there for a long time. And what I learned from this trip actually is that my body is now far more metabolically flexible than I actually gave it credit for. Because while I did gain a couple of pounds, the weight gain was actually pretty minimal. I was at the top of the five-pound weight range that I, I normally like to stay in, right? I have a five-pound range that that's kind of my, my, my daily assessment. Am I still in my range? Yep, still in my range. Okay, I'm still good, still in maintenance. And that's pretty much my daily range. I was still in that range. And I was actually pretty shocked because... I felt like I had gained weight. My clothes definitely fit a little tighter than they normally do. My face looked a little puffier. And I had honestly been dreading getting on the scale. But at the same time, it was important to find out what I was actually working with. Because the reality is that burying your head in the sand and avoiding the scale once you've gotten off track isn't going to help you. It's a little bit like avoiding your bank statement when you're in a financial crisis, right? The longer you avoid facing the truth, the bigger the problem gets. So you just got to, you got to kind of rip off the bandaid and be honest with yourself about what actual damage has been done. What are you working with here? Because in other cases, especially if you're relatively new to the low carb lifestyle, if you're not metabolically flexible yet, if you haven't been thin adapted for a while, it might actually feel like you're starting back at square one. And honestly, you might be, especially if most of the early weight you lost was just water weight, which it probably was. And if that's the case, then remember that it it may take a few false starts before you're actually successful at losing weight and keeping it off. And the more times that you try, the higher chance of success you're going to have because everything that you've learned so far is actually preparing you to be even more successful the next time. So don't worry too much about it, right? Just get back on it because even though you may have gained the weight back, you haven't lost all of the knowledge that you've learned and you're going to be, it's going to be easier the next time. So that's step two. You got to assess the damage and you got to be honest with yourself about what's been done. Avoiding the scale only allows you to bury your head in the sand and stay off track for that much longer. The third thing, step three, is that you've got to actually make a plan to get yourself back on track with your healthy eating habits as soon as possible. For me, coming back from six-week vacation, that meant that after a final McDonald's filet fish sandwich on the way home from the airport and then a good night's sleep, the first thing that I did the next morning was sit down to plan out my meals for the next week, make a shopping list, and head to the grocery store. Because I knew that if I did anything else, if I started unpacking or diving into the huge pile of mail waiting on the counter, or if I started trying to catch up with all the work that I got behind on while I was gone, that I would just start feeling stressed out and overwhelmed. And then we'd end up grabbing takeout or going out yet again. And I'd put off getting back on track for another day or a week or month or whatever. And this was actually a big deal because my daughters and I flew home from Washington State and left my husband there to drive the motor home all the way back to Florida by himself with our two dogs, which meant that I was going to be single momming it for a couple of weeks while he made the trek home. 
And I'll say this too, I'm pretty spoiled because as the stay-at-home dad, he's normally the one to handle most of the grocery shopping and the laundry and just dealing with all the house stuff, but it was all on me. So yeah, I was pretty overwhelmed with all of it. But like I said, I knew this was the thing that I needed to tackle first. So I made a plan and I got myself to the grocery store and I stocked up on all the healthy foods I normally eat. Meat and fish and eggs and vegetables and fresh berries and heavy cream and all the things. I'm not going to lie. It was not a cheap trip to the grocery store after six weeks of being gone. We literally needed everything, even condiments, because those were all in the motorhome. But it felt so good to get a handle on the food piece right away and to know that my fridge was packed full of good choices. And this honestly made all of the other overwhelm, the backlog of work and the unpacking and the laundry and the mail feel so much easier. And the funny thing is my kids were actually so excited for me to be cooking again after six straight weeks of eating out. My two daughters are teenagers. And so it's actually really important for me as a mom to not talk about dieting or trying to lose weight because I don't want them to have any weird hangups about food. They eat what I eat when we're eating at home, but they don't really stick to a strict low-carb lifestyle because while well, they're teenagers, and as much as I preach to them about how bad sugar is for their bodies and how important gut health is to their overall health, most of the time it's basically in one ear and out the other like, okay, mom, I know it's good for my gut health with, with all the eye rolls, of course. But by the end of our trip, they were actually so excited about getting back to our normal eating habits, right? They were like begging for salmon and steak and Parmesan crusted pork chops and all their other favorite meals that are normally on our rotation. So it wasn't actually hard to come up with a meal plan because they they handed it to me. They had so many requests lined up. And honestly, that's something that I really do love about our program and this way of eating so much that it's a lifestyle everyone around you can embrace also. We never get complaints from husbands or families, right? Because the food is delicious and it's not really a sacrifice. It is a treat. It is a treat. But it does take some forethought and some planning and some intentionality. So that really is step three. Actually sit down and make a plan to get yourself back on track as soon as you possibly can. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Don't allow another day to go by. Right now, if you are listening to this and you have fallen off the wagon and you know you need to get back on track, consider this your wake-up call. Don't let another day go by. Do it right after you're done listening because you can't go backwards, right? You can't. What's done is done. You can't do it over again. The choices you have made have already happened. That pie has already been eaten. But tomorrow is a new day and a new chance to start over. And so you got to get your plan in place. And maybe that should be enough to say about this topic. (laughs) But the final piece of advice I want to give you is this. Don't punish yourself. And maybe this goes back to the mindset thing. I mean, honestly, what doesn't go back to mindset? But as you're getting back on track, you might be tempted to start skipping meals or to start dramatically restricting your calories in some effort to reverse the damage quicker, right? Or maybe on some level, you feel like you need to be punished for being bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't punish yourself because honestly, it's counterproductive because all that is going to do is set you up for another big stumble, right? Another big setback. 
Remember that this way of eating is intended to be a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's a way of eating that helps you to change your metabolism and reverse insulin resistance and fix your gut and heal your body from the inside out. And that just takes time. So it should be something that actually feels great to get back to when you've fallen off track, right? It should be a joy and a relief to get back to nourishing your body from the inside out because you know that you just feel better when you eat this way. If you make it feel like a punishment, you will set yourself up for failure. So focus on enjoying your favorite low-carb recipes. Eat that juicy steak. Get lots of healthy fat. Savor that yummy cheesecake fluff topped with all the fresh berries. Have a glass of wine. Remind yourself of why you love eating this way. Don't stress about calories or even about trying to get right back into intermittent fasting if your body's not ready. Celebrate the fact that you're making the healthy choices that are going to impact your health long-term, not just over the next week or two. Because in the end, consistency over the long-term is what's going to win the race. There was never a quick fix for this problem. And anyone told you that there was a quick fix was absolutely lying to you. Because big goals never happen all at once. They are only the result of small steps taken consistently over time. And my friend, I know you've got this. All right, you guys, that is about all I have for you today. Hopefully this was helpful and maybe even something that you really needed to hear if you've been struggling to get back on track this summer after being on vacation or just in summer mode or having your kids home or whatever. Believe me, I totally get it. And I'll say too, that it's been about a month now since I've been home and honestly, I feel better than ever. Taking a break from this lifestyle while I was on vacation was actually such confirmation that I am 100% at my best, both mentally and physically when I am nourishing my body with all the right foods. I'm not sorry. I took the time to thoroughly enjoy all of my hometown favorites while I was away. I don't feel guilty about it, but I definitely don't need to do that very often. So guys, I will be back on Thursday with another expert interview. This time we'll be talking to Mike Collins about sugar addiction and how to combat it. And let let me just tell you right now, some of the stuff that he has to share is absolutely fascinating and also a little bit scary, but he's got so much practical advice to share. So if you're finding that you still struggle with kicking the sweet tooth habit, this is definitely an episode you'll want to listen to. In the meantime, don't forget that if you are new to Thinlicious and to this podcast, I've got an awesome starter guide that you can grab absolutely free just by going to thinlicious.com slash guide. Like I said, it's so helpful at explaining how our program works and why it works, and it's totally free. So just go to thinlicious.com slash guide. And of course, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while now and you're loving all of the in-depth content, then I would absolutely love it if you would consider doing a couple of things. Number one, please share it. Guys, I believe in my heart of hearts that changing people's health is the way to change the world. And so if you know someone personally who has been struggling to get healthy, who has been diagnosed with insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes or some sort of autoimmune disorder, or they're thinking about starting Wagovi or Ozempic or has just expressed to you that they'd like to lose weight, please consider sending them a link to this podcast. Let them listen for themselves. Second, do me a huge favor and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you like to listen. This podcast is still pretty new and your reviews are actually a big deal. And if you do write a review, take a screenshot, send it to us at hello at thinlicious.com and you'll be entered into our weekly drawing where we're giving away all sorts of fun and fabulous prizes. 
And then finally, guys, let's get the conversation going. I would love to hear your thoughts in the Thinlicious Facebook group about this topic and about your own experience. Have you fallen off the wagon and gotten back on track? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? Let's learn from each other because in the end, that's really what it's all about. And of course, if you have any questions or feedback or any topics you'd like to see me cover here on the Ditch the Carbs podcast, then feel free to email me at hello at thinlicious.com. And I will see you back here on Thursday for another new episode. I'll see you then.